Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, we're going to continue today, family, in the new series that we began last week titled Seeing Clearly. Seeing clearly. Again, we're looking at parables of Jesus out of the book of Luke. And I want you to open your Bible to Luke chapter 15. And we're going to begin at verse 11 today. Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. A very familiar text. Very familiar text. And just open your Bible, your Bible app, your wherever you have your word. Open your word with me and we're going to dive in. And here the word of God says, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And we're going to speak today from the subject, do you see him yet? Do you see him yet? Here in this parable, many of us know it as the parable of the prodigal son, of the prodigal son. That word prodigal means simply living a lavish lifestyle. But I want you to know it's more appropriately known as the parable of the lost son. In fact, it culminates a trilogy of parables of lost things that Jesus taught. In fact, before that, he taught the parable of the lost sheep and how the shepherd had to go find the sheep and put them on his shoulders. And when you really study that, you learn that he had to break the leg of one of the legs of the sheep and then he had to put it in a splint and as it healed he carried it upon his shoulders until he properly healed so the parable of the lost sheep is where he begins then he talks about the parable of the lost coin where there's a woman who had a coin and she lost it in her home and had to tear it up trying to find this coin and when she found it she celebrated with her neighbors that she found it but then he culminated with this parable the parable of the lost son here again, looking at the beginning of the scriptures, it says, a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto them his living, his living. 
And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Here the, the father divided his estate between his two sons. The younger took his. It doesn't say that the older took his portion, but in order to divide it, he had to take where the current market was of his estate. He had to divide it into three parts because the elder gets a double portion. But this was the younger son. He gave him his portion so he could leave, so he could leave and go on and do whatever he wanted to do. The younger son was impatient and impetuous and wanted what was his immediately. Let's talk about that for just a moment because he wanted what was his, but was it really his? His portion came from his inheritance of the father's estate. The inheritance is actually what you receive after the father becomes deceased and passes away. But yet he wanted all of that right now. He wanted it right now. I, he said, I don't want to wait. I want to get it now so I can go and live my life, as they say. I want to go live my life. And so, therefore, he took it and went on. He, he appears to believe that he could do better with what his father had saved for him than his father could do himself. So he wanted to take everything that daddy had prepared. Now, mind you, this estate would gain value in the future because it's an estate. <laughs> so therefore, it would increase in value. But he did not know enough to wait. He did not want to wait. He wanted to get what he thought was his right then. And it wasn't his. But look at the love of the father that he goes on and says, listen, I will give this to you and let you go on. And that's exactly what he did. Then what was away in this far country, what was there, it seemed to be more interesting and appealing to this younger son than what was at home itself. So therefore, he decided to get up and go. And as he went, however, the scripture tells us he wound up wasting all he had on riotous living. Wound up wasting all that he had on riotous living. The son began to involve himself in things that were outside of the standards and principles in how he was brought up. The son felt no restraints to abide by the lessons that he was taught from his youth by his father. So he tried everything that everyone else was doing. In other words, he did everything that he was big enough, bad enough and bold enough to do. And that's what he wanted to do. He went out and took what the father had given him and wasted it, wasted it. He had been trained to understand the value and or understand value and investment. But away from his father, he simply spent and wasted, simply spent and wasted. Let me share this with you. Sin causes us to depart from our principles and values. Sin causes us to depart from our principles and value. I need someone to type in chat, stay connected, stay connected. Listen, your principles and values make up your foundation. It's important to stay connected to your foundation. The word says 
if the if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do, let alone the unrighteous? What can the righteous do if the foundations be destroyed? But when there is a firm foundation, you need to stay connected. Somebody type, stay connected. Stay connected to your foundation. Don't get out there and lose your mind. No, remember what you were taught. Remember how you were trained and stay connected. Stay connected. I want you to look with me at verse 14. It says, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that far country or of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him here after he ran out of money a famine came over the land <laughs> isn't that just how it works you sit there when you have your money and it's all in your pocket and your pockets are fat you don't worry about anything you're not paying attention to the economy you're not looking at how, how, how they're hiring or not hiring for jobs you're not thinking about it because you're you have money in your pocket the immature person just spins and spins and spins. And that's what this young man did. Wasn't thinking about what was going on. But as soon as he ran out of money, then he noticed that there was a famine. A famine in the land. A mighty famine came over the land. You see, when, when we're in the midst of sin, we find ourselves in an unproductive state. Notice he spent more time, more time spending money, but he didn't spend time investing in himself. He didn't spend time studying. He didn't spend time learning a trade. He didn't spend time trying to find a job in this new land where he wasn't used to anything or he hadn't seen anyone, didn't know anyone. He didn't spend, spend time doing that. He just spent time spending money, spending money. He was unproductive in the midst of his sin. Sinners often remain in these states because they refuse to accept the correction or direction. They refuse to accept correction or direction. Somebody comes and say, listen, don't you think you need to? I'm, I'm good. But the power's off. Oh, I'm, I'm going to turn that on tomorrow. I'm going to get that taken care of. Okay. But your refrigerator's empty. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to handle that. I'm going to handle that as well. No, I'm good. I'm good. I got this. I got this. Okay. You do. Okay. Um, but but your, your, your tires are flat. Don't worry about it. I got that too. I got that too. Can one accept correction direction from anybody? They, they figured it all out. <laughs> Can't tell them nothing. See, this is what happens when you get surrounded and you're, you're living in your sin. You don't want to accept correction or direction. Then the son was led into a place of servitude where he had to work for someone who resided in that country feeding the swine. Feeding the swine. In other words, he became a slave to the world. He became a slave to the world. Here it is. He's out there trying to feed these Feed the swine, and he don't even have food for himself. And it doesn't say that he entered into a contract with this man to be his employer, employee. Doesn't say that he was a hired servant, does it? He simply joined himself with him, connected himself. You got to be careful with who you connect yourself with, don't you? So here he's connected with him and doing things that, that he had no, no idea that he would ever be doing. Feeding the swine, feeding the swine. He was actually glad to do it, too. 
He was glad to be feeding the swine. But here's the problem. It was not enough for him to eat and get full because he's sitting there looking. He's so hungry. He's feeding the swine. Mm, gosh, it stinks around here. And he's feeding the swine. Just, mm, golly. And he's, he's like, ooh, man, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Boy, I would eat this, but this isn't even enough. For I can't get full off of this. And he's sitting there feeding them, just feeding them. And watch, no one was there to help him. No one came to help him. You see, it's interesting that some will help those who they may know or have relationship with. But he was a stranger and could not find anyone to help him. Went to this far country, not where he had some family or friends. Went to, just had to go off by himself with nobody. And now he's in trouble and he has nobody to turn to. No one to turn to, stuck by himself. That brings us to verse 17. Look at verse 17 with me. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? Notice there's an exclamation point right there. Jesus was letting us know that this boy was emphatic. It finally came to Eureka. It finally came to, wait a minute, how many of the servants in my daddy's house, they have bread and they have, they, they got bread in the bread box. For those who remember what that was, they put it in the refrigerator, in the freezer. They got bread everywhere. Nobody's hungry. And I'm sitting here starving. This makes no sense. Makes no sense. He went on in verse 18. I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Here, when he came to himself, his pride was broken. His pride was broken. He awoke out of his stupor and was able to realize. Now, some of us look at this and, and, and we say, that sure is a shame. That sure is a shame that he went through that, that he did that. But, but as many of us can't connect to actually having gone through that or done that. But I look back, even as this is my first Father's Day without my dad. I look back and I reflect and I remember a time in my life in my mid to late teens, maybe when I was 20 as well. I, my, my father and I, we didn't have a good relationship. In fact, we were like oil and water. We just did not get along. And I remember my mother speaking to me and saying, listen, you need to learn how to honor your dad. And I couldn't understand. I was like, what are you talking about? You need to learn to honor him. You don't understand the sacrifice that he makes for you. And I heard it. And I love to be able to tell you that at that moment, my life turned around and I, I, I stood up and, and I was able to, to honor my dad right then. But that would not be the truth. The fact of the matter is that I went on a couple of years 
and I sat there and I was going to college and, and, and coming back and sure we talked and we never fussed or anything like that, but we really did not connect. It wasn't until I got out of college and came back and started to see how hard it was out there. How hard it was to get a job and how hard it was to deal with people that didn't like you for no reason. And, and you're trying to figure out how to, to do all this stuff. And then I was able to look at him and he would simply say with a compassionate heart, son, it's going to be all right. Son, you're going to make it through. You're going to make it. It's going to be fine. You're still going to you, you have your education. Keep working hard. Keep working hard. God's with you. And he could have easily had turned and remembered how I was as a stupid immature youth but yet he saw the brokenness and as a father he looked to heal he looked to heal here i understand this lost son thank you for listening to today's message we pray that it was a blessing to you if you're in the metro atlanta area we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at tabernacle of worship you will also be able to get this entire message please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.